Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast that gives you strategies and tips for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about the idea of creating a consistent body of work and take a deep dive into people's 18 for 2018 lists. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister, Elizabeth Kraft. And Elizabeth, I am astonished by how much fun you and I are having with the 18 for 2018 list and how much other people have responded to this idea. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And yeah, Gretch, there's just an 18 for 18 explosion. (laughs) Um, It's just become much bigger than we ever imagined. Yes, yes. I'm psyched to talk about it. But today we have an announcement that's very bittersweet. Yes, very bittersweet. We've got a change in producer. Yeah, Kristen is moving on up. Yes, and we're going to be joined by Odelia Rubin, who's going to be taking over the producer's seat. And yes, Odelia and I have the same last name, which will probably lead to some amusing confusion down the road. We are yes. not related. <laughs> not that we know of. <laughs> not that we know of. Yeah, we could have AJ Jacobs come in and figure out how we're, we're actually cousins. Yeah. Um, so, Kristen, tell everybody um, what you got going. Oh, my gosh. Well, first of all, I have to just say a huge thank you to you and to Liz because working on Happier has been one of the highlights of my career. It's Aww. been such a pleasure, and you two have been in addition to being incredibly kind and teaching me so much and being so patient with me over the course of the show, it just brings me joy. Uh, you guys bring me joy every uh, week to my life. And so I am going to miss working with you, but I'm not completely not working with yeah. you anymore. I'm still you're, you're, you know, yeah. I'm still the point person for the Onward Project. <laughs> yes, yes. And I'm, um, I'm still going to be seeing you all the time. But the main projects I'm going to be focusing on now are First and foremost, being the director of nonfiction programming yes. at Panoply, which is a very cool position. Congratulations! Thank you. Promotion. Yeah. I'm promotion. so excited about that. Well deserved. Oh, yes. thank you so much. Thanks. And then also my two podcasts. So by the book, which yes. you guys have been just fantastic as far as <laughs> we're huge fans. Always giving shout outs yes. to it and giving so much love to by the book. And um, we know that part of the success of by the book is the fact that both of you always talk it up so much. So thank you for that. And then. Oh, we love it. I'm, yeah, we love oh, it. Thank you. And then I also have a second podcast that just launched <laughs> called When Megan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast, which I'm not sure if you guys knew this already, but I am obsessed with the royals. I have been obsessed with the royals my whole life. Mm-hmm. And this show we like to call a safe space for anybody else who obsesses <laughs> over Megan and Harry. Hashtag Hagen, as we like to say. And mm. it's just a joyous show where we get to celebrate love and, you know, U.S.-U.K. relations in this very special union. So I I just think it's a happy, happy show. Kristen, I did not care about this at all, this wedding, until I started listening to your podcast, and now I'm totally into it. (laughs) Oh, I'm so Um, glad. I'm so glad. And I have a prediction. You guys do a thing on the show where you have predictions. I I have a prediction. Oh, my gosh. We have to bring you onto the show and tell us what it is. Or do you want to say it right now? What is your prediction? i got to say it now. My prediction is that um, she will wear two wedding dresses. She will have a dress for the ceremony, and then she will change into something, you know, more her. Oh, I agree. I totally agree with this. I 100% agree with you. 
I'm just curious about what the dresses are going to look like. Ooh. I think she's got great fashion sense. Obviously, she's like a TV and movie star, so she's got great yes. fashion sense. But So those are the two projects I'm focusing on. When Megan Met Harry, a royal wedding cast, and by the book, as well as being director of nonfiction programming and still the point person for all things Onward. Yes, well, it has been a very, very happy era working with you. We yes. loved our first producer, Henry Malosky, and then it was like, but will it ever be as good with Kristen? And then we're like, we love Kristen, too. <laughs> um, and so that's been fabulous. And now we have Odelia. So, Odelia, come on. Bust in and tell us a little bit about yourself. Hi. I come to you. I'm from, I work at Panoply also, and I work on a show called Family Ghosts, Ooh, which is yes. a show about mm, um, yeah. family, and it has stories about trauma and resilience. It's, it's a lot of very like heavy but also kind of uplifting stories yeah, it's gotten a lot of buzz yeah it's yeah. gotten a lot of buzz and so that's that's my other baby so I'm really excited to come to this and my my love is organization and I know, I know that we share Ooh. that I'm like an organization nut I also love spreadsheets I love file <laughs> structures I am so fun it's like I finally figured out one more thing I wanted to add to my organization for the show and how I'm just putting my files together like last night and I was so excited what, and did, did I hear that you led a seminar for all the producers at Panoply about like how to do your file structure and like oh, yes. people were blown away <laughs> by the, like, the level? Yeah. She's yeah. unbelievable. Is, well, she's unbelievable. Oh, this is going to be fun. This is oh, going to be great. It. It's so fun. I know. I finally, I'm like, there needs to be a date on every file. I just need it. I know. <laughs> I so identify with that. Yeah. Well, so this is great. So, Odelia, we look forward to seeing you every week. And Kristen, I bet I will spot you around the island in the Panoply office kitchen. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> and I'll actually see you tomorrow on Buy the Book because you're our very special Ooh, guest, too. Yes, I can't wait to bust so on that. We're so excited about. So <laughs> thanks so much, you guys. I love both of you. And just thanks again for everything you guys have done to make my life better. Oh, well, thank thanks, you. Kristen. Thank you. So, Elizabeth, this week, our Try This at Home tip is to create a consistent body of work. And this was actually inspired by Happier in Hollywood, your other podcast, in episode 27. Yes, we had an interview with Emmy-nominated actress Jenna Fisher. Uh, she was, of course, Pam uh, yeah. from The Office. My favorite show. favorite show of all time. <laughs> um, and she talked about her new book, The Actor's Life, A Survival Guide, which, by the way, is fantastic. Yeah. I like read it in one sitting, practically. I was just like yeah. gobbling it up, and it has great advice. And one of her pieces of advice is about creating a consistent body of work. Yeah, and I thought that one of the interesting things about her book is it was so specific. It's kind of like Happier in Hollywood podcast. It's very specific to Hollywood, and yet a lot of what she says is immediately you see how it's applicable in many, many different situations. Like she's talking yeah. about creating a consistent body of work in terms of auditioning, but then, you know, it's, it's easy to see how it, other people could apply the same principle. Yeah, absolutely. Jenna's advice about creating a consistent body of work is that in terms of auditioning, you can't think of any one audition as the be all end all because actors go on so many auditions. And of course, usually they don't get the role. But you, what you want to do is go in and be good every time so that over a course of months and years, people say, oh, wow, Jenna always gives a great audition. Let's bring her in for this role. And it's the same in any field. It's like whatever you're doing, you want to do a good job so that even if 
even if you're in a job that say not your dream job, if you if you create a consistent body of work, someone will go, oh, well, Liz did such a good job, you know, as an assistant editor. Let's see if she'd do a good job doing this other thing, you know. So I think it's just it makes sense. Well, and I was struck by how applicable it was because I was at um, like a brunch and I was talking to a, a guy who was a friend of a friend of mine who had an executive search firm. You know, these are headhunters where they they specialize in an industry or two and they get to know all the players. And then if you need to fill an important role, you hire this company and they help you find the right person to fill that. And so I was talking to him about the process and he was saying, well, you know what? I, ha- I always warn people like I'm going to sit down with you and we're going to have a conversation. But don't get upset if you don't get this job because it's a very specific job. We're looking for a very specific skill set. And really, this is the point of this is you'll sit down. You'll tell me what you've observed. You'll tell me what you're good at, what you're interested in, your sense of things in this industry. I'll tell you my sense of things in this industry it might be useful to you because I'm I'm at a different, you know, I have a different perspective mm-hmm. on it because I'm sort of floating above it. And we'll just get to know each other, form an impression of each other. And, you know, this one probably won't work out, but it could be in two years. I'll be like, hey, you know what? You say you need this, and I think I've got the right person for you, somebody, you know. And so, again, it's like this idea of a lot of times the reasons that things don't work out aren't because of our performance or our skill set. It's just that we're not right for the job. It's like, oh, we need somebody who's X and you're Y. So it's not going to work out. But if you have that consistent body of work, then over time, people will think of you, well, this is a person who can be counted on to be good. And so it's not about any one hit it's about setting yourself up for things to work out eventually because you have a good reputation. Yeah, I mean, Sarah and I apply this in our career all the time because, you know, we are constantly trying to get scripts turned into pilots. Yes. Um, And the vast majority of the time it doesn't happen. Yeah. (laughs) However, it's very important to us that every script be great because we want it to be known, oh, Liz and Sarah can be depended upon to write a really solid script. And that's true whether we're doing a pilot or whether we're on a show. Because even if we're on a show where, hey, we're not running this show, you know, this is just a day job. You yeah. know, it's it's not, you know, our be all end all. Nonetheless, we care just as much about producing good products because we want everybody to think, oh, Liz and Sarah, you can count on them to come in and really do a great job. You know, it, yeah. whatever we're doing, whatever right. role we have, and it's the same thing when we're in the writer's room. Every day we want to bring good ideas because we just want to be seen as people who have good ideas. Well, and also you never know who in your surroundings is going to end up recommending you or being in a position Absolutely. to hire you. You know, it's like you might think like, oh, it doesn't matter if I impress these bozos, but, you know, who knows where where fate will take you. Now, I think the thing about creating a consistent body of work is in a one way, it's very comforting. And in another way, it's kind of uh, intimidating. It's comforting mm-hmm. because, Elizabeth, your specialty is reframing and it reframes failure because it's like, oh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. never saying, oh, I'm going to judge myself by this one job interview. Because right. I'm creating a consistent body of work. So this is just part of what I'm doing. I, it, it's a success and that it is contributing to my my body of work. And so even if I don't get this particular job, it's still productive and beneficial and important for me to do my best. But it's a little intimidating because it really means no slacking. It means right. everything matters. Everybody counts. You have to be nice to everyone. You have to do a good job. Um, yes. You can't just be like, man, I'm going to dial it in for the next six months because who cares? Yeah. Yes, it's really true. You have to 
always be on, and that is exhausting. But at the end of the day, if you have places you want to get to, the best way to do it is to give 100%, you know, all the time. And like, and to bring it back to Jenna Fisher, you know, because she had a consistent body of work, the casting directors decided to bring her in for Pam. And because she hadn't gotten all those other roles over the years, she had been a temp secretary. And because she'd been a temp (laughs) secretary, she knew how secretaries dressed and how they acted and what they thought. And she gave an audition that made it inevitable that she had to be Pam. Right. So it all came together. Well, and she also pointed out that sometimes by doing auditions where you think like, well, that's probably not going to work out. Like, I don't think they'll pick me for that, but I'll do it anyway just to challenge myself. She said she did. She did learn to have a bigger vision of the kind of actress Mm. she could be and that she could do it like just in an audition. She's like surprised herself sometimes like, wow, I actually did a pretty good job playing a prostitute or whatever. And so then she realized. And so I think sometimes if you say it's okay to fail or it's okay for this not to work out, it expands your sense of what could be possible. Whereas if you're always trying to stay, keep it safe, then sometimes like maybe you cramp your sense of opportunity or possibility. Yeah. Um, This reminds me of one of the points from my Habits Manifesto, which anybody, Mm. if you want my Habits, my full Habits Manifesto, just email me at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. But one of the ones, and I have to say, I was surprised by how often people seem to respond to this. It wasn't to me one of the most memorable, but it seems to make um, a big impression on people, is the idea that what I do every day matters more than what I do once in a while. Mm. And so you can't like bank everything on like the one super stellar moment. Because in the end, it's sort of like what you do consistently. It's like running a mile a day is better than running eight miles once a month. (laughs) Yes. Or like once a year. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Absolutely. So let us know if you do try this at home and how this idea of creating a consistent body of work works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or you can go to happiercast.com slash 152 for everything related to this episode. I will definitely put in a link to episode 27 of Happier in Hollywood if you want to listen to that really, really fun interview with Jenna Fisher. And I will also link to her book, The Actor's Life. Coming up, a happiness hack related to managing photos, dreaded tasks that we all face. (laughs) But first, this break. Noom is the habit-changing solution that helps users learn to develop a new relationship with food through personalized courses. Based in psychology, Noom teaches you why you do the things you do and empowers you with the tools you need to break bad habits and replace them with better ones. Because everyone's different, Noom adjusts to your lifestyle. They teach you the psychology behind the decisions you make and then help you keep track of everything from workouts and steps to analyze your diet and recommending healthy recipes. Noom also connects you with a personally assigned goal specialist and a community of other Noomers, so you have all the support you need to empower your change. Gretch, you know, I love Noom. I love all the tools it has, especially the step tracker and the weight tracker. I rely on those every day. 
Yep, you don't have to change it all in one day. Small steps make big progress. Sign up for your trial today at noom.com slash happier. That's noom.com slash happier. What do you have to lose? Visit noom.com slash happier to start your trial today. So listen, you have a happiness hack that relates to a problem that so many people share, which is it's so fun to take photos. It's easier all the time to take photos and, and have them be great photos. And yet then you're completely overwhelmed by the just sheer volume of photos. <laughs> and so it crashes your phone or your computer and makes you feel helpless and sad because you don't know what to do with your photos. But you have a yes. solution. Yes, this comes from my husband, Adam. He told me about this app, and it's kind of revelatory. It's called <laughs> Flick. That's spelled F-L-I-C, Flick. And you download it, and to do it, you really have to buy it. There's a free version, but you really need to buy it. But I think it's, you know, two ninety nine. It's like the Tinder of, of photos. You swipe <laughs> right to keep a photo. You swipe left to get rid of a photo. And you can favorite photos. And even though it sounds like, why is this easier than just going through my photos and putting them in the trash bin? Trust me, it is. And it goes month by month, and it gives you a chance to change your mind at the end of the month. So it's it's not like you're making this decision that you can't take back when you swipe left. And it just goes, you can get rid of so many photos, because a lot of times you just have doubles. You know, yeah. you take like three of the exact yeah. same thing. So anyway, just try it, download it. Trust me, it's really helpful in terms of winnowing down the photos to the ones you really want to save. I've gotten Sarah um, on it now. So I'm, I'm spreading the word of flick Well, I, so far first, and wide. First of all, I want to say this is not a paid advertisement. So this is your heartfelt. No. Um, and, yeah. I, and you had mentioned it to me and I said I was exactly like that. I was like, how is it going to make any difference? Like, it's like, how can it this actually be easier? It is 100 million times easier. It's yeah. also sort of fun. Um, and I, as somebody, because of my 18 for 2018, was working on my, like, dealing with my photos for, like, the last mm. 18 months. There was just so many photos that were clearly worthless, yeah. um, that that were just there to be dealt with and to be sorted through. And this is something where you can just kind of, as you're going, weed through it, so then you only have the good photographs left. And again, it's funny how just a different interface makes it seem completely possible and something that you could do regularly without much effort versus something that you'd really, really have to make up your mind and resolve, okay, I'm going to sit down and go through my photos and take out the bad ones. So it's it's a great solution. Yeah. So thanks, Adam, for that happiness hack. Yeah. And that is Flick, F-L-I-C. You just flick them away. All right, Gretchen, it is time for our deep dive into 18 for 2018. Yes. Um, this is something we talked about in episode 147. We each picked 18 things that we want to do in 2018. And this was inspired by one of our listeners who had done 35 things she wanted to do before she turned 35. Um, and it's just been an explosion. Yeah. <laughs> so many people are doing these lists. Um you know, and I have a Facebook group for Happier in Hollywood, the podcast I co-host with my writing partner, Sarah, and we're just all talking about 18 for 18 all day, every day. Yeah. Yeah. And if, and if you're on the hashtag Happier Podcast, they're there too. Like a lot of people are posting their lists or even just yes. like images of their lists, like how they're doing it. It's just, 
It's one of these things that's just endlessly fascinating. I could read people's 18... I could read a whole book of people's 18 for 2018 lists. Um, oh, fascinating. Yeah. Um, and there's definitely trends, yes. which we'll get into. I mean, one thing I noticed right off the bat is that I was treating it very frivolously. Like, you'll remember some of my, some of my items are like, find a black purse. Yeah. You know, buy the bracelet I've been wanting forever. You yeah. know, it was not deep stuff. Um, but a lot of people are really demanding a lot of themselves. Yeah, well, that's what maybe is one of the things that's appealing about this exercise is there's a lot of flexibility. Like, And a lot of people are doing things like mixing like things that are fun with things that are like that they dread, but they know they would be so happier if they got rid of them and things that are habits. It, there's a lot of creativity and you can kind of dial it up or dial it down. But you're right. A lot of people have taken pretty major aims. And here's one of the things I would note, because having read people's items, is I would urge you, if you're thinking about something like take time for fun, that could be an item on your 18 for 2018 list. But to really execute that in real life, it's very, very helpful to turn that into concrete, manageable resolutions that you can judge every day. So if you want to take more time for fun, are you like, I'm going to spend at least two hours every weekend reading or I'm going to spend two hours every weekend hiking in the woods or I'm going to set up a monthly coffee date with my best friend or I'm going to commit to watching one of my favorite shows once a week or whatever it would be for you. But take time for fun is pretty vague. Things like eat healthier, exercise, like really try to turn it into action items. And of course, I write about this relentlessly and better than before if anybody wants to read more. About right. That. Like it should be eat a pound of vegetables a day, not eat healthier. Right. Right. Because it has to be something where you really can tell, like, what am I asking of myself and did I do it? You yeah. know, uh, so so pack lunch and bring it from home instead of eating fast food. That's that's a way to eat healthier, better than just eat healthier, because then any one day you're like, I don't know. Well, yeah, this fast food was pretty healthy, you know. Right. Yeah. Um, and I will say, Grace, before we get into some of the favorite topics for the list, is yeah. that um, I've noticed on our Facebook group, some people are adjusting their list because they think uh, they did bite off more ooh. than they could chew. Yeah. And no. realizing like, wait a second, 18 <laughs> things that are like demand that yeah. would be usually one New Year's resolution for the whole year right. is too much. Your list needs to have things on it that you can just quickly cross off and have that feeling of satisfaction. Right, right. Like you're by the bracelet. It's like you can do that yeah. in it if you, you know, put your mind to it. Yeah. You and I both did that. Like I definitely deliberately included things in there that had a very low bar um yeah. but i think sometimes kind of in the excitement of coming up with the 18 sometimes people really were very ambitious which is cool but you don't want to set yourself up for feeling um defeated by your list yeah <laughs> um so let's talk about some popular trends yes i think the number one popular um item was a regular date night with their sweetheart yes hugely popular Yes. Well, usually once a month, like go out on a date night at least once a month. Well, and the research would say that's a really good idea because one of the most important factors, if not the most important factor for happiness is relationships. And so really doing something that's going to put one of your key relationships really, you know, give it priority. That is a good idea. Another thing, that, Elizabeth, that I thought seemed like it popped up among those popular was to read more. Whether that was like reading a certain number of books or joining a book group or, you know, whatever form it took. Yes. A lot of people had read at least 12 books, a book a month. Yeah. Oh, and if you want my one pager called Reading Better Than Before, that's ideas about how you can form habits that help you get more reading done. 
which is one of my favorite subjects, I will post a link to that on the podcast or on the podcast notes, or you can just email me if you want it at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. One thing that surprised me was how many people had quit my job I as know. one of their 18 for 18. I know. Yeah. So I want to hear what happens with these people, Gretchen, who have quit their job on 18 for 18. I thought, wow, that is really interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Send us your before and after with your story, because I know I was very struck by that as well. And you know what else was interesting to me is how many people, because you and I, we did it in parallel. We talked about it, but we definitely did it in parallel. But a lot of people did this together. They did it as like a team, either as like sweethearts doing it or like with a best friend or with a sibling. Um, There were some people who talked. Or as a family. Yeah, as a family. Um, There were people who talked about, well, we have like my list and your list and then our combined list, which is where we cross over. I don't think you and I saw this as something where we would collaborate specifically, mm-hmm. but a lot of people did it that way, which I thought was a really, really cool, interesting approach to it. Yeah, Gretchen, you and I could make like a happier 18 for 18 list of the 18 things we want to do with the podcast. At yes, 18. we could. <laughs> we just... Yeah. There's no end. There's no end to what you can do with this. And teen for 18. Thank God it's not 2079. That's all I can say. We're we're still in the low, low part of the the century. Um, And then there's just kind of trends that people's lists had, like traveling, visiting new places, um, visiting an important person who they haven't seen, like an old friend or a godchild or a family member they don't get to see very often. Well, and here's something I would say. Like one thing that we talk about fairly regularly is this idea that something that can be done at any time is often done at no time. And so if you're like, wow, I really should go Mm -hmm. to Boston and see my college roommate, it's like you could do that anytime or like, you know, a lot of times. But you need to give yourself some kind of mechanism. Like, Elizabeth, when you and I had the thing – for several years where we tried to get together every with our families every president's weekend because we realized we needed something that was like now's the time when we get together every year just the two families because it was sort of like well we could do it anytime and it was just too much time was passing so saying you're going to do it in 2018 it kind of it's like that's a long time to fit it in but it's finite Yes, absolutely. By the way, Gretch, one thing that popped up a lot on lists, which I uh, got a kick out of, was a lot of people want to implement your one minute rule. Oh, yes. I love that one. Yeah, the one minute rule is that anything you can do in less than a minute, you do without delay. So if you can hang up a coat, rip open a letter, skim it and toss it. If you can print out something and file it, you do it without delay. And what this does is it just gets rid of that kind of scummy tiny tasks that float on the surface of life and it just makes uh it just makes you feel freer because you don't have all those like little nagging tasks all around you yeah a lot of people pick that and some others want to do their own happiness project yeah that was great yeah again i'll put links to resources for that if you want it and elizabeth i have to mention that amber who lives in springfield missouri said that her 18 for 2018 includes going to winstead's because she's springfield is close enough to kansas city so that's great. Yes, if oh you live if you live around Kansas City, add Winstead's to your 2018 um, list. Um, and Elizabeth, also people had good ideas for how to keep the ideas fresh in your mind. And this was a great one, uh, a great hack. Kelly says that she uses a dry erase marker on her bathroom mirror um, to remind herself of what like her priorities are and what she's working on. And I have Elizabeth, you're obsessed with dry mm. erase markers and whiteboards. I have to say, I didn't know you could use them on mirrors. Like, it makes perfect sense. Yes, I just, and glass. I never knew that. Yeah. So you could write it on, like, your oh, yeah, kitchen that's window. that's an easy way. Yeah. No, I thought that was, that was brilliant. Yeah, and 
One interesting thing in these list scratch is a lot of people seem like they're using them to sort of overcome happiness stumbling blocks. Yeah. Like they're realizing, oh, this is what keeps me from doing something I want to do. So I want to fix that this year. Like somebody who wants to ride her bike more realized, oh, if I have a bike rack on my car, it's easier for me to transport my bike. So one of the things on her list is get a bike rack. Right, right. So solve a problem that's keeping you from achieving something that you want in your life. Yeah, that's really great. One that I loved, and I thought this was also a great reframing, is Jamie said that um, she wanted to get up for the sunrise, watch every visible sunset, and acknowledge the full moons. Um, So this is about connecting with Mm. nature. But I also thought, like, if you're somebody who wants to get up earlier, because that's something a lot of people mention, this is a great way to reframe it. Because I think getting up to see the sunrise sounds like so much more Mm -hmm. fun than, like, get up at 6.30 a.m. and don't hit the snooze alarm. Um, And so I thought this is a great way to connect with nature and then also uh, maybe get up earlier. Yeah. And then um, a lot of people want to play music more. They want to either play an instrument they played when they were younger or learn a new instrument. And um, one of the instruments that came up was the ukulele. And yeah. we talked about ukuleles <laughs> recently with Roz Chast yes. on uh, episode 149. Yeah. And Eleanor played the ukulele um, in our episode uh, 151. Um, yeah. So I was ex- I was excited to see that the ukulele is something that many people share. It's the desire to uh, yeah. play the ukulele. Now, here's another thing I would say it's kind of popped out at me. My word for 2018 is delegation, and we've talked about delegation. And one of the things that occurred to me as I was reading some people's items was sometimes you could ask yourself, could I delegate this thing that's on my list? Because if it's on my list, it's something that's somehow not getting done for whatever reason. So could you delegate it? Could you throw money at the problem Mm. if you can afford it? Um, I I remember Ashley had something like, sell all my husband's Star Wars stuff on eBay. We have three giant bins full, and I have his permission. It's like, okay, well, that mm. you could do that, or maybe you like want to hire a high schooler to put it on eBay for you because, mm-hmm. you know, maybe it's always a question to ask yourself. It's like, could somebody else do this if I can't do it? Just yes. something to think about as you consider your list. Now, Gretchen, I was so taken with everyone's list, and there are so many good things that I actually made a new, not to replace mine, but an additional 18 for 18 list made up entirely of other people's lists. So I just took things from other people's lists and made a new list if you want to hear it. I do. And oh my gosh, gold star to you for like really stretching yourself. Okay. What are they? Okay. So none of these are my ideas. These are all things I took from other people. Which is totally legitimate. We can all learn from each other. So yes, that's a good idea. Yes, Absolutely. Date night with Adam once a month. That's good. Popular. Yeah. Do a new hike. Um, You know, I like to hike. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Get my bikini wax done more often. Okay. Possibly TMI, but I will accept it. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. Um, Get rid of old bras and underwear. We all hang on to those way too long. Yeah. Celebrate a minor holiday. That's one you love. I do. Um, now this is aspirational. I'm admitting it, but I put it on the list, which is cook 10 new recipes. Now I have to say, Gretch, I have a low bar on what counts as a recipe. Okay. Like I roasted cauliflower the other night and like added, you know, some olive oil. So yep. that to me was a recipe. <laughs> that's, <laughs> so that's one down. Uh, that's okay. So I have nine more. That's totally acceptable. <laughs> Excellent. Make a 2017 photo book. Great. Um, Take family hikes once a month. That one's going to be challenging. 
Um, update my will, which in our case is create a will. I'm ashamed to say that I don't have a will, which is just awful. Good one. Um, clean garage. A classic. Yeah, yeah, classic. Take the Judy Bloom master class. Oh, what's that? Uh, well, master class is this series of online classes, which, you know, people who are sort of tops in their fields. So Steve Martin does one on comedy, for instance. Well, uh -huh. Judy Bloom does one on writing, and someone had that on their list. And I got, well, I would love to hear Judy Bloom's master class writing, you know, as well. I've, I actually have sort of started looking at it a couple times and just gotten distracted, but like, she's fantastic. Oh, yeah. Um, Take a flower arranging class, just like a one t one time, you know, class on a Saturday. Wait, you know what, Elizabeth? You had mentioned this to me apart from this list, and I was so excited by this idea that I actually looked it up in New York City to see if there is like, could I take a two hour class on a Saturday type of thing? And there are so many classes. So I'm thinking that I'm going to do that, too, because I think that really sounds like something that would be fun and useful and pleasant and um, a great thing to do. So. I'm gonna, yeah, I think you and Eleanor should do that as a oh, weekly adventure. That is a She'd like it. She would like it. Okay, so you copied somebody and I'm copying you. This is great. Okay. Travel to a new place. Classic. That was a popular one. Yeah. Renew Jack's passport. Get professional photos taken. I always tout doing that and don't do it <laughs> myself. Um, this is a fun one. Watch a classic movie once a month. Fun. And then do food sensitivity testing. Excellent. So now you have. So that's my new list. You have 36. Yes. Wait, oh, so. God. So listen. Don't say it like that. Are we going to have like a six month? Should I like put it on the calendar that in six months we're going to check in? Yes. Okay. For sure. We're pledging yeah. right now in six yeah. months in a future episode. We will give an update. Well, I, I, you're, you're really. That's a lot. Lisa, so yes. that's great. Okay. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. Coming up, we'll talk about demerits and gold stars, but first, a little break. It's time for Demerits and Gold Stars, and Elizabeth, this is an even episode, which means that it is your turn to give a demerit. Yes. So one of my personal goals, Gretch, which I have not put on any list, I have not <laughs> made it a New Year's resolution. It is not my word of the year. It is just a little private personal goal. Well, private until now, uh -huh. that I set for myself, which was to get up at 6 a.m., not to exercise. Yeah. But to um, have coffee and watch CNN. Um, and the reason I want to do this is because I want to go to bed earlier because it helps me not snack. Okay. Now, do you, I always think of you as being a night person, but do you feel like this is something that does appeal to you and like, it sounds like the kind of thing that you could do? Yes, because whenever I do get up at 6 a.m., I actually enjoy it. But my demerit is that I really haven't been doing it enough. So I've gotten up at like, six a couple of times but not consistently day after day like you do so i know that i when i do it i'm happy to be up to kind of see as one of our listeners said see the sunrise i enjoy feeling so exhausted that i easily go to sleep at 10 30 you know right 
the outcome is always so good, but then I just don't do it consistently. So, and then I feel bad. Well, so, so I want to do this consistently. So in my own happiness bully way, can I ask you, have you set an alarm on your phone for your bedtime? I have not. Okay. So what time do you think is your proper bedtime if you're waking up at 6 a.m.? What would be like the ideal bedtime? Or ideal um, but realistic well, I would bedtime? I say, you know, 10.30, like sort of getting in bed and maybe, you know, watching a little TV or something at 10.30. So what I would do if I were you, or just try, is to set an alarm in your phone for 10.30 and that's going to be, or even 10, 15, and that's your, like, it's time to start moving to bed, like, be shutting everything down, put on your night clothes, wash your face, you know, take out your contacts, whatever you would do, And but that's like a snooze alarm, so that's going to go off, and you'll hit, you know, snooze, and then mm-hmm. have it go off again, and that's like your, that's like your real proper bedtime when you're supposed to be, like, c- pulling the covers up, you know, to your neck, and as you're doing that, say to yourself, I'm up past my bedtime. Now it's my bedtime. I'm up past my bedtime. Because I think for a lot of adults, it's just sort of this, oh, I'll just go to sleep whenever I'm tired. They don't have a sense of like, oh, it's I'm already up half an hour past my bedtime. Like, the, right. you know, and with like little kids, you're like, oh, my gosh, we've missed bedtime. Yeah. Um, right. Okay. Well, you suggested that before and I have gone through phases of doing oh. it. So I got to do it again. Did it help? I think it did. Yeah, I just got out of the habit. Yeah, but which- I wasn't having the goal then to get up early. So it didn't matter as much. Right. Good. We'll try it. Um, okay. Well, I'll let you know how that goes. So, Gretch, um, take us up. Give us your gold star. Now, I don't know if this is a gold star or a demerit um, because this is sort of back in the happiness bully mode um, because I badgered you about getting your laptop because you had a new laptop, but you just sort of hadn't mm, made yes. friends with your new laptop and your laptop was very old and crashing. And uh, mm-hmm. so I was kind of hounding you about that. Yes, and you succeeded, Adam. <laughs> uh, you emailed me and Adam, and you were like, oh, it's 2018, the perfect time to upgrade your laptop. And you got Adam to do it. He was like, hey, give me your laptop. I'm going to look at it, and I'm going to get Final Draft on there for you. Um, you really fired him up. So he did it. So that's a gold star to you, Gretch, for um successful nagging well good well i'm glad that you can it as a gold star because i i was thinking that it could just as easily fit into the demerit slot so yeah no that, I that's give nice you, a gold star. <laughs> you know i'm a junkie for gold stars um and that is it for this episode of happier remember to try this at home create a consistent body of work let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you and keep working on your 18 for 2018 list post them on the happier podcast hashtag and keep up with our exercise for january which is when everyone's posting every day with something that makes them happier or helps them keeps their good habits and that is also hashtag happier podcast thank you to our producer who is (laughs) odelia rubin yay thanks also uh to kristen meinzer for everything everything. we will miss you but of course we wish you all the best in your new job and we will still be seeing you and talking to you yep and also thanks to andy bowers of panoply get in touch gretchen's on twitter at gretchen rubin and i'm at elizabeth craft our email address is podcast at gretchenrubin.com And if you like this show, as always, please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. The resources I wanted to let you know about this week include, um, you can watch my Ask Gretchen Rubin Live show on Facebook, where I 
lead a discussion and take questions live every Monday afternoon at 4 p.m. Eastern. I'm just Gretchen Rubin on Facebook. Search there. And I also wanted to remind you about the Better app. If you are trying to do a better job with your habits and resolutions and your 2018 for 2018 list and you need accountability or you want to just talk to other people about the Four Tendencies framework, you can search in the App Store for Better Gretchen Rubin or you can go to betterapp.us and that's all about the Four Tendencies and about creating accountability. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.